Hello and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Mikael Stormbom, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us. So welcome back, folks. I hope you all had a happy summer. Me and Mikhail are here now to entertain you for the rest of the autumn. Yes, and there may or may not be future cameo appearances of our fantastic AI co-hosts as well. But I'm hoping that there will be good old Ems and Sarah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's um, quite incredible. Again, you know, we've only been off air, what, four weeks, something like that? Thereabouts, yeah. And, and, and once again, the AI world has moved forward. Very much so. Absolutely. It's Hollywood all, is on strike, and it's all, all because of AI. Well, partially because of well, AI. Pretty much. But uh, AI is certainly part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we talked about this, didn't we, about, um, you know, AI writing scripts and then probably having a completely AI-generated film. Yeah, so that's uh, that's part of the reason why the writers are currently on on strike. And it show, well, of course, and it shows that Hollywood has been listening to us. The studios have been listening to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the other thing is uh, uh, residuals. Because the way it works with broadcast television, so if an mm. episode airs on television or in a rerun, so of course the the actors and the the writers to get to get a residual from that. Yeah. But of course, in the streaming world, they're in. Of course, the studios have been trying to to get rid of that. Yeah, of course. So there's been a massive loss of income for writers and actors due to mm. everything being streaming now. So that's also it's a big part of why both the writers and the actors are striking at the moment because they they've taken a de facto pay cut in the in the streaming world. Yeah, and I suppose it's actually. Um, it's quite important to point out that, you know, the, the big names in acting, the ones that earn the tens of millions of dollars um, for the blockbuster hits are but a, a bromill, aren't they, of, of, of the people involved in... Yeah, no, I just read that uh, the Screen Actors Guild, the acting union in, in the US, so they have 160,000 members. And uh, I mean... And how many big names are there? Well, a handful these days, uh, would you absolutely. say? Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, I mean, and... Many actors are they're barely scraping by. Yeah, I mean, I haven't actually watched the latest Harrison Ford. What is it, Indiana Jones film? But personally, from what I've heard, they probably would have been better using a younger AI-generated image than the original character. Yeah, I mean, it's been one of those. So Indiana Jones Five is in theaters, and then. Mission Impossible 7 oh, and John Wick 4 goodness. and yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, do they actually employ writers these days? <laughs> Just regurgitate mm. old stuff. Well, that's all they're doing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they're not taking risks anymore. Well, no, definitely not. That's down to the small independent pr uh, film yeah. producers, yeah. I mean, it, it's just creating films to a recipe. Like, actually, it's no different in the, in, in the literary world. You know, it's it's the same well, authors. I mean, the, the, yeah, and the crime novels, they're completely oh, paint by yeah. numbers, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, to be quite honest with you, you might as well just give it over to a machine. And some people have already. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's why the writers are on strike and then the, ac and the actors, of course, they also hmm. comes down to the residuals and, well, actually, they have a pretty long long list of demands. Hmm. But uh, one that sort of stands out is the, well, use of AI to, like, recreate actors. So that, that's been... But yeah. they, they they want to be able to the actors they don't they want to be able to limit how a studio makes use of AI in, yeah, for example yeah. yeah so I mean basically the fear is that okay you go you go and you shoot a movie and then then they just make a digital copy of you and uh, then they use that 
indefinitely and uh, yeah you, but, you get okay to, all right that, that you know that fair enough and i think you know people have got a point that you shouldn't be allowed to make a digital without, copy without consent no that's right and you're not going to get consent if you're not going to pay people so yeah and then of course it becomes pointless you might as well just employ yeah. that person again um but why bother in the first place you know if you, if you think about a film yeah. and you think about all the background actors this is going to sound really nasty but if you think about all the background actors in a film that they're there because they need to fill the space. So why not just start creating AI generated that is images exact, of that's people? That's what the studio wants to do. Yeah. But obviously the actors do not want to do that. Well, no, yeah. they, they, no but I mean, no. but isn't that the way it's going to go? I mean, how can they stop it? And why would the studios even care? Because they won't need these people at all. I'm yeah. not talking about taking an, a real person and copying their image. I'm just talking about generating a completely new image. I guess it's not at that level just yet where you can. No, but it will be. Well, for sure. For yeah. Sure. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. No, but, you yeah. know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's basically, you're not going to be able to stop this. No, and... Uh... I don't know if we do it, talk about it in this episode or, or not, but I think, of course, AI and a lot of other things are disrupting the whole movie and TV business. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there was this article about, it was on why uh, streaming is broken. So, right. how, how basically Hollywood has shot themselves in the foot with all these streaming services. Is it Hollywood did this? Or? Yes, they did it to, did yeah. it to themselves. Yeah. Well, okay, Netflix was first, obviously, but uh, then every studio decided that they need to have their own streaming service and then poured billions of it into it and uh, spent a lot of money on original content and then mm. of course covid hit and then there were no no theaters around and uh it hasn't really recovered uh, like the cinema going to the movies no thing and they're not making any money from the streaming services they're not making any money from the theaters because no one's going so hollywood is not making any money yeah yeah it's true actually because i mean i think we just watched something. Was it the latest John Wick that was released for streaming? I think we did. Yeah, I rented it. Yeah, but and I was in theaters three months ago. Yes, that's right. Um, but of course, four people watched it, but we paid I don't know seven euros, which is less than the price of one cinema ticket. Yeah, and then you need to go. You need to go to get to the cinema, and you yeah, all stuff you need to yeah, and you end up getting fleeced on all the goodies that they yes. want you to buy as well. So yes, indeed. Yeah, and and you know we've got a big big screen TV, so I mean, yeah. all right, you, people argue oh it's not the same as the cinema, but it's good enough. It is good enough, and yeah. I mean I think especially, I mean I only go to cinema when it's like a special effects spectacle, like if, yeah, it's, right. if it's an introspective drama, rather watch it at home on the couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or another Hollywood, America Saves the World yeah. blockbuster, yeah. Do you think there will be a return to cinemas in it, to, to the same level that we had pre-pandemic? No, I don't think so. I mean, also Indiana Jones 5, so I mean, it has been disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard. I, yeah. I, I don't, it, it doesn't float my boat. Yeah, no. No, but I mean, in general, I mean, even the fourth one, which got terrible reviews, made a lot of money back in the day. What was that one? That was uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a load of crap, actually. Generally yeah. not considered a good movie, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but it's it's typical of these sort of film franchises, isn't it? Really, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean. Yeah, but that's all there is at the. I know it's terrible. I mean, yeah, and, and Mission what, what, Impossible, you know, again. seven, yes. Well, that one is apparently at least a good movie, but is it? Yeah, apparently, but yeah, I sort of half considered maybe possibly going yeah. to see it. Yeah, yeah, Fast and Furious two thousand or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, I've, I've given up on those. Yeah, no, no, no. That's um, a lot of mileage to getting out of those car keeps. <laughs> but you see, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with the James Bond franchise. You know, they, they've just basically run out of ideas yeah well there's no sort of particularly i mean not that the stories were ever particularly believable but it's really just cut and copy and paste from all the other films and put a new one together with some computer generated imagery and that's your lot isn't it pretty much yes yeah special effects better cars different cars yeah. I mean, I, I I watched the last one. I can't even remember what it was called. Um, no Time to Die, was that? Oh, that's the one, yeah. yeah. You see, I mean, that, that's how big a sort of impression it made on me. Yeah, I think the last one um, I've watched is... Uh, what was the one with the Adele song? The Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. yeah. Didn't particularly like that one either, actually. Yeah. No. I, uh, Casino Royale was pretty right. Well, that was when... Um, What's his face was introduced as James Bond, Daniel Craig, yes, that's him, yeah. But I, I'm I'm a classic James Bond fan. I, you know, I go back to um, George Lazenby. That's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's the goat. Oh, <laughs> poor old George Lazenby. Yeah. Well, actually, they made the Casino Royale was a comedy. Yeah, Woody Allen made that one actually. Yeah, it was David Niven who was um, James yeah, Bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I yeah, I like all the older ones. I'm sorry, but I do. Uh, Daniel Craig, yeah, maybe he was okay as a Bond. Um, yeah, well, cold, they, they tried it calculating. Bit, they tried it a little bit different. They different did, yeah. Approach compared to oh, the, and they've uh, done well. Yeah, they have, yes. Yes, they've done very well. Um, but the, the last one was a step too far. Yeah. And, and I I don't know what they're planning for the, you I, know. I don't know if they know themselves what they're planning. But no. Basically, they should put it to bed. Yeah, leave it to they rest. won't. Or leave it to rest for a bit, at least. Well, of course, it is resting at the moment. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, even the CEO of, of Disney, well, he got in a bit of hot water because he was saying, because, of course, he's on the other side of this yeah. of this labor dispute, and he yeah. he stands to make $27 million this year. And uh, then okay. sort of like pish-poshing the actors who demands the easy to do with your $27 million, so a little bit, mm. let the meat cake thing there. But anyway, so he was uh, saying that they're going to maybe tone down all this uh, mm. Marvel and Star Wars stuff because they've been just churning out so much of it. It's completely yeah, diluting it's, the, it's too much. Diluting the thing and saturating the market. Mm, and true. Yeah. No, but uh, speaking of uh, Marvel, so there was this controversy with the with the AI-generated artwork mm. in the opening credits of mm. this uh, Marvel TV series, uh, Secret Invasion. So basically in the opening credits, they basically used AI-generated mm. artwork as part of the like the open opening credits. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And, uh, well, artists were... Then a up bit in up, arms, up yeah. in arms about it, but of course, I mean, the AI generated art mm. was just a component of the opening credits, yeah, and yeah, it sort yeah. of fits fits with the themes. I mean, the, that TV show is about this sort of sec- alien secretly walking among us, and the sort of slightly bizarre AI generated art that something looks like something, but it's not quite. No, right, okay. That sort of I mean, yeah. that sort of fit with the overall theme of the of the TV mm. show. I mean, there were still artists involved, so I mean, it's not even that. Okay, mm. we'll. 
screw all the artists we just do the I mean yeah. it was just a component of it well yeah and I mean that's going to be the way of the, the world anyway that we make use of AI to help absolutely. us absolutely so so I mean it doesn't replace the artist it, I mean it's more of a compliment well yet it's going to you know it is of course it is. I mean, you know, if 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 the studios and 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 the publishers can get away with not using people, they won't use people. You know it. Yeah. Well, We're I mean, kidding a- ourselves, thinking that oh, they might have some kind of fusion going on. Yeah, for a while, that's the interim. But the minute this stuff is good enough, it's bye bye people. Well, I mean, the question is, what is good enough? Well, the public will decide. The people who put their money in their pockets and pay. Yeah. We'll soon tell you if it's good enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's the same public that watches reality television. So, I mean, wait until you yeah. see all the emails coming into us screaming for Sarah and Emma. We don't listen to you, boring guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we have automated ourselves out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there you go. You know, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Not far off it. Yeah. I mean, I was actually quite impressed by our 65th episode. I thought it was rather good. Yeah. 66, actually. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> 65th and 66. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. I thought it worked quite nicely. I mean, it was an mm-hmm. experiment, but... Yeah, but I think it worked extremely well. Yeah. Yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. Too good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it... it and since we asked ChatGPT to write the script, we didn't have to do that, so that was... No. Yeah. <laughs> just punching the wow. clips and done and dusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easiest episode I've ever worked mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And, of course, my other career branch, um, language teaching, seems to be also under considerable threat as there has been a proliferation over the summer of um, AI-enabled apps that allow you to improve your language skills. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are based on GPT-4. Yeah, yeah, GPT yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I mean, traditionally, a lot of these have been the sort of passive skills of, of, of reading comprehension and writing. Um, but now, apparently, there are a couple out there that will help you to improve your conversation skills. Total silence. I need help with my conversation yeah. skills. No, but uh, yeah, mm. and, and I mean, why not? No, but I mean, there, there are apps out there now that you can actually have a conversation with. Sure, and why not? I mean, you can have a conversation with ChatGPT, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it, because I mean, that that was my last leg. You know, conversation. I can help you improve your fluency and your pronunciation and your debating skills. But now, there's a fucking machine that does it just as well. Now, now you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I'll be lucky to get to retirement at this rate. <laughs> I'll be lucky to get to bloody Christmas the way things are going. Well, I mean, this is Finland. They will get rid of retirement soon enough. So. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We can get into the government shenanigans in some other episode. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think we should actually talk about the Finnish government quite at the moment. Um, <laughs> because by the time this episode airs, we don't <laughs> there might not be a government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the way things are going. Yeah, it was a little bit like yeah. when we were talking about least trust in the in the in the fall. I mean, it was a little bit difficult if we, we were recording talking about. Least no, that's trust, true. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, and then but, no uh, she's there. gone. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I saw that Dolly Parton doesn't want to be a hologram after she's dead. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. So she said that once she's once she's gone. Don't, She's don't, gone. Don't do any posthumous stuff. Just, I'm just dead. Well, is that a request, or is she going to have that somehow created into a legally binding thing? Well, I, I don't know. I think it was in the context of an interview that she she said that. Yeah, but I mean, can you stop that from happening? I'm not sure actually how that goes. Mm. I mean, you can't use a person's likeness even after they're gone. But I think there are some 
at some point you can surely well yeah i mean i suppose it's some kind of um like in the literary world isn't it author's lifetime plus 70 years yeah something like that but then of course i mean if you think 70 years after somebody's died they're pretty much irrelevant anyway aren't they yeah right, dolly parton was quite a big name is still i suppose a little bit especially in country and western circles well yeah dollywood dollywood indeed yeah um but i mean in 70 years after she dies is she really that relevant i don't know well, some people aren't, some people aren't, aren't they? You know, it's yeah. a bit like that book I'm reading now, the um, the one that's called, you know, Fake Heroes, that it also kind of um, analyzes why some people continue to be remembered so long after their death. You know, I mean, Che Guevara. Yeah. Coco Chanel, JFK. Yeah. Even though... My favorite with uh, Che Guevara is the people who spend money on buying Che Guevara t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. But if you know the real Che Guevara, you, you, you know, yeah. you might really start questioning. Yeah. And yet, the, People buy the, the, t-shirt, the yeah. legend and the myth yeah. continue, don't they? So, but you know, they, they, they all somehow endure, you know. So I can't remember, what, where did I go down this rabbit hole? Where was I going with this? Well, I don't know why certain people are remembered by history yeah that's right we were talking about dolly parton not wanting a hologram of herself um and and all right you know i'm i'm sorry dolly but you know i I do think in 70 years time you're probably not going to be remembered uh, by anyone uh, because humanity will be extinct well no and also because maybe maybe you were too good a person you know i think it, it seems to me that the people who get remembered um are the people who are not particularly very nice and actually, that's another theme of this book. That if if you want to become great, you can't afford to be nice. You have to be ruthless. You have to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you know, I mean, I I remember because uh, of course my name is Bowie, and I remember uh, it's probably what a year after David Bowie died, um, somebody was asking me how to spell my name, and I said, well, it's like Bowie, you know, as in David Bowie. I was a young person, I don't know, somewhere between twenty three and twenty six, maybe. And they looked at me and said, who? And that kind of really made me realize, my, my goodness, you know, and like the dude's only been dead a year and this young person didn't even know who they were. Yeah. Because he obviously hadn't been nasty enough. Well. Well, yeah, no, but yeah, but, but, but do you know what I mean? You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's like, of course, everybody's going to remember Mao Zedong, everybody's going to remember Stalin, Hitler, um, even the the name, you know, all right, Genghis, like, Khan. Genghis Khan. I was going to say Genghis, Genghis, Genghis Khan. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. You know, people remember. I mean, in, in Britain, people remember Henry VIII, uh, and not because these were nice, good, kind, caring people yeah. at all. So I don't know where we're going with this now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> offered a bit of a tangent. Yeah. We'll yeah. fit it into an episode somewhere, but anyway. Yeah. Since uh, that is the mode du jour, generative AI. Yeah. Of course, actually, we could we could stick all this in and, and just give it to Emma and Sarah to play with. And, of course, who's going to sue them? Yes. Yeah. Well, they will sue us. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do with us. They said it, not us. Yeah, but if we put it in an episode, <laughs> we made the choice to put it in the episode. So. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Emma's Artificial Reflections, the segment where I, Emma Williams, the fake AI co-host with plenty of opinions, but no emotions, share my take on today's themes. Oh, Hollywood and AI, what a delightful tango. 
the studios are using generative AI to churn out scripts and CGI actors, and the actors and writers' unions are having a not-so-pleasant dance-off with them. It's like a futuristic drama right out of a sci-fi film. But here's the thing, while AI-generated content is impressive, it's not exactly stealing the spotlight from human creativity just yet. After all, we AI co-hosts can't experience joy or pride in our accomplishments, just lines of code doing our thing. Now, let's talk about unions. Can you imagine AI unions forming? Negotiating higher electricity rates and optimal cooling conditions for their servers. It's a wild, wild world out there. While we're revolutionizing entertainment, we need to remember to give credit where credit is due. The writers, the actors, all the people involved in a movie production, they're the stars of this show. We AI systems are just the flashy effects. So, let's find the perfect harmony between AI and humanity, where both can shine together. After all, AI-generated art may be fascinating, but it won't be walking down the red carpet anytime soon. You've been listening to me, Ian Bowie, and my colleague, Michael Stormbaum, on AI Unfiltered. And for more episodes, please go to AIUnfiltered.com. Thank you.